it, we we definitely all know we were oversaturated with restaurants, um, but they were they were dropping. There was a I, I, you know again no names or whatever, but there were several that closed before COVID, uh, and you would see bankruptcy filings and things like that. And then you and then COVID hits, as tough sled. You know what I mean? And and you know and then anybody with any kind of reserves that's closed for any length of time. How many? Re- how much reserves you got? Right. You know, we were talking about um, the, you know, they, the, the business, uh, business loss insurance, uh, business, you know, revenue replacement insurance, which we all paid for, in which they went, oh, there's a pandemic clause. I, I, what? Like, timeout. What? There's a pa- oh, but it'd bankrupt the entire industry. So the alternative is let's bankrupt the restaurant industry. Right, that's your option, because the car companies went bankrupt, and the governor saved, or the government saved their ass. The banks actually too big to fail, huh? We're still paying for that, right? Make them pay us. You write me a check for a million, a million, and a, it'd be about a million, two million, three right now. I'm out, right? Like, write me the check, and I'm good. Bankrupt your ass. Write them a check and get them out. Whatever you got to do, but. Insurance, the, the insurance industry should not be my biggest concern. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, it changes everything if they write us those checks. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I've got a good one for you today. Uh, before I get started on my uh, introduction to our next interview, I do want to just do some cleanup from uh, the last interview. There was probably more talk than ever <laughs> on the neti pot. I received a, a lot of email and uh, discussion regarding the neti pot. Um, uh, one person, Tom Palmer, sent me a, a, uh, an article that uh, suggested that that is the reason why the country of Thailand has had such a low uh, number of uh, COVID positive people in the population because most of them typically on a daily basis use a neti pot. Um, I uh, received other email of other people who use it and just wanted to share that they uh, also use it. And uh, also my, my aunt Shirley who, who listens and deserves to be listened to because she's uh, she's around that 90 year old age and she's doing very well for her age. She wanted to make sure that I remind everybody that if they do use the neti pot, that it should be a sterile water, like a distilled water, or boiled first. Don't just take it out of the tap. That's excellent advice. Please take it. Next up, I got Nick Patillo. He was on in uh, uh, March, right at the beginning of the quarantine, and where we had no idea where anything was going. And unfortunately, we still have no idea where everything is going with a lot of things, including the restaurants. Uh, Nick Patillo is the owner of Osteria 166 in Buffalo. He's the owner of uh, the restaurant Villaggio in Ellicottville. Um, He started, if you recall, the online Stock the Freezer when the quarantine began. And now he has something new called the Chalet Valet. And I'm telling you, this guy has a lot of energy, and you'll hear it in the interview. This one's a really good one. He tells some great stories. 
and you could just see the energy you could just feel the energy from nick and this is this is what he does and this is why he serves his customers so well and this energy also is what you taste in the food so uh i'm happy to have nick patillo back so i hope you enjoy all right all right let's go background all right you want me to no looking looking fantastic man you're looking good too shaved the head feeling good started a hundred day workout challenge i'm five days into it i only got nine to five to go Tom. nice what are you looking to to, to lose? i gotta lose some weight i i, <laughs> I, I, I must have put on 25 30 pounds and things since i mean i'm an all-time high and you uh the, you, the last you, time i worked out was the last hundred day challenge which ended right before you know the world came in you uh you gained the COVID 19 yeah, plus some, yeah, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let, let's get right into it. Nick. Yeah, right I'm, gl- I'm glad you're back. You know, the first time uh, that we saw you in in uh, this uh, podcast was uh, right when the the quarantine started, and yeah. uh, you had to make some quick pivots. Uh, but first, I'd love to know, how is uh, Villaggio and Osteria doing right now, the, the actual restaurants that you have? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty tough, tough sledding right now at, at Osteria. Villaggio is still closed. Um, I'll come back to that. Uh, Osteria, we had, when we, obviously when we were doing stock the freezer, our thought was, well, we've got the cooks here cooking stock the freezer stuff. Let's start opening up. So we started opening up for lunch and curbside and things like that. Then when it went to, um, when it went to 50% capacity indoor dining, uh, and we worked with the city, we were actually on the city's uh, commission um, of local restaurant tours to work with them to figure out some utilization of sidewalks, streets, etc. Um, they just announced yesterday that Chippewa was, well, a couple of days ago, Chippewa's closed the traffic from Franklin to Delaware. Uh, so all those restaurants are working with that. I was able to expand my patio pretty dramatically out uh, where we can actually take the pedestrian la- or the parking lane and make that the pedestrian walkway, the sidewalk, if you will, um, and then put tables all the way along our our sidewalk from from the alley all the way to um franklin mm-hmm. which gives us about 60 to 70 seats depending on the configuration which gives you know gives us a much better chance the last three days well friday and saturday of this week were, were by far the best two days we've had since this thing all started uh from an a la carte restaurant standpoint so we're encouraged um we are down to just three days there right now uh due to demand so it's thursday friday saturday and we are we we are down to only Friday lunches um, currently, and that seems to be where where it's kind of working for us right now. We're certainly doing catered events, drop offs, any of that stuff. We're we're still doing stock the freezer, um, and 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 that's kind of just keeping you know scaling back labor and and doing what we can. Obviously, a great night now isn't close to what a, what a regular night was pre-pandemic if you will yeah i think we did about 130 covers on friday night and it felt great and frankly i had you know three servers and a bartender and me uh and Alyssa and some cooks as opposed to what would have happened if we had the full place going however the commensurate revenue you know i mean it's 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 a it's a 200 250 uh covered night for us on a friday typically wow, wow. Um, and so, so are you 
with the new structure in place, and I'm I'm sure you're glad for great weather this summer too. That's yeah, yeah. That's all my brain is thinking of what the hell we're gonna do when it's snowing and raining. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, are you with the new uh, structure in place? Uh, the the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Friday lunch. Are you at least cash flowing at that pace? No, not not even close. This, this week, yeah, right. We did we did some nice numbers on Friday and Saturday uh, that were. 30% up from where it's been. Um, we're, we're, we're just trying to, you know, we're playing kick the can, man. We're just kicking the can farther down the road and, and keeping it moving until some changes happen, trying to pivot at, at every different, you know, news conference, if you will, yeah. uh, seems to be changing the program. Um, you know, the, the no eat drinking without eating thing really didn't hurt. I mean, it, it didn't affect us that much. Frankly, our best two nights were after that. Um, but everybody came and everybody hung out and everybody had dinner. And, and, and you know, so our check average was up, uh, if you will, as opposed to the people just sitting having a drink. Yeah, I heard that too. And I'm, I'm curious, what, what are the rules now? Because I, I saw that uh, they were doing these dollar menus because you had to have food yeah, with a drink. And it was that kind was of the a- first response. And, and I, I, the way I'm, I can only tell you how I, how I see and how I interpret it, because frankly, we're all interpreting it a little bit different. Uh, and they're, they're, like I said, every day there's more clarification, there's more uh, detail, there's changes, there's whatever. But the dollar menu was, was a creative response to, all right, you got to have food at every order. Okay, great. My first thought was I do, you know, I'm doing a pop-up this Thursday with oysters and clams. Perfect. Buck a clam. Buy a dozen. You and your friends now, you know, you and three of your friends have four drinks each. You're getting something to eat. That was just the, how do we respond to this? And then it was the whole, you know, chicken wings don't count dilemma, and which obviously was 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 adjusted quickly. And Buffalo. Um, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> whatever. I, I don't sell chicken wings. So, but if, I, I mean, imagine being Duff's and having the governor <laughs> say that. Like, come on, bro. You know, you've been to Buffalo. Let's be serious. But you know, not trying to piss the guy off that runs the SLA. So that's the reason you don't see our names on any lawsuits or any of that. Nah, man, I'm with you, you know, but not right now. We got to see what happens. So, um, well, the, uh, restaurant owners you know, are uh, a hearty bunch. I mean, there's a, there's always yeah, been yeah, slim margins and, and they, and, and clearly pivoting is in the blood. Um, you did that right when we first uh, had our first interview back in March. Um, and you you started stock the freezer. Uh, if you can just uh, share a little bit about that and how is that going? Uh, it's clearly not like it was the first two months. That was some of the craziest business experience of my life. The first month was off the charts, uh, fast as we could make it, twenty four seven. I mean, we were literally working seventeen hour days just to keep up with demand. Um, and as we get farther into this and you know, thing, things kind of taper off. We did, uh, we, we were over 22,000 donated meals, uh, which, you know, looking back on that, it's pretty spectacular. Done about a quarter million in revenue um, since the beginning of the pandemic. Great. Sounds like a ton of money. Um, huge volume, low margins. We were selling stuff at five bucks uh, just to get it on the street and keep people working with, you know, we were looking, the, the first month we were trying to keep people working and break even. Um, and we were able to do that with some of our partners and, uh, you know, Latina foods gave us a, a free freezer truck for three months. You know what I mean? Like that, those types of things don't happen or we would have let out, 
frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we did it with the right intentions and it worked exactly how we wanted it to. Uh, and then as we got into it, we felt like it's a viable, um, it's a viable longer term thing. What, what we're seeing is a ton of repeat business. Um, the, the downside clearly is 95 degrees doesn't lead to me wanting a piece of lasagna. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Um, but the, 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 the things that we put in place with um, the Dash's Markets deal, we're working on a couple other deals with some other retailers right now uh, that I can't really get into, but that are close. And one of them is an 80-unit um, location in, in, in the region, which would be spectacular. Um, really just kind of, like I said, playing kick the can, man. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that today I got to try and get some deals done. Um, and, and it's it's working um, it's, it's not enough yet, but I feel like, you know, like I, I'll give you an example. Um, Joey, da- Joe Dash senior, um, and I were talking the other day with his manager, Mark, and, uh, they're like, man, if you're doing this in the summer, the volume we're talking, um, uh, if you're doing this in the summer, when you get to fall and winter, you're going to be fine. Um, because it is moving, the product's moving. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the Nani cutouts. They're pretty funny. We've got Nani, my mother, um, in every Dash's market. Um, and, and it, it, you know, it's fun. We're, we're just, we're we're doing it for fun, but we're certainly doing it to, to remain viable and and remain, uh, you know, relevant, if you will. And, and speaking of that, um, have you pivoted even beyond stock the freezer? We we have actually. Yeah. Being, uh, being an Ellicottville guy, uh, I'll touch on Bellagio real quick and, uh, and it kind of leads to the, the Chalet Valet thing that we're, that we're leading to now. Um, Bellagio is my, my restaurant in Ellicottville. Um, and we were really, you know, really devastated down here. The Canadian borders closed. Now the Ohio borders, uh, you know, they're not allowed to come here. Um, you know, there's a little bit of uptick in traffic, but rentals are 30%, 40% at the most right now, wow. uh, which is rare. Um, it, 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 it's coming back. Uh, let's just say that. Like this weekend, there was some good traffic. Uh, it is starting to come back, but it's not. You know, it's not even close yet. So we have not reopened Villaggio. Um, We did do a bunch of work with the Cataraugus Community Action Group, and we were doing, we're still doing 150 to 250 meals a week for them uh, to be distributed to the to the needy, to the shelters in Cataraugus County uh, through a grant that they got. So, so that's a little bit of activity there. Um, and we started thinking about what are we going to do? We're going to have to, we're going to have to keep people working. Um, and there's you know, there's, the math doesn't work. There's 400, 400 to 500 residents and 10 restaurants vying for 10 to 12 restaurants, depending on what day of the week it is, vying for them. If everybody goes to dinner tonight, you might get 20. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and the math just not there. The a la carte model doesn't work to set the kitchen up, set the mise en place, meaning the ingredients and everything. You got to have your whole menu ready to go. You don't know what they're going to order. Um, you know, the bartender's got to be on the three cooks, the two servers, the host, the labor, the labor model is really tough and the food cost model is tough. So we started going, all right, what are we going to do about that? Let's, let's do some pop-ups and collaborations in the area. So this week, um, Thursday, I guess this coming Thursday, um, collaborating with a local bar called Madigan's who, uh, old dear friends, family member with, I was the first employee hired there actually in 1983 when I was just a pop. Um, so we're doing our food and our oyster bar called Oysteria on their patio. Very nice. So we're not opening our restaurant, but my crew's going in. They're all really excited. Uh, as Murphy's Law would have it, I got a call from a buddy of mine. He's got 25 people wants to, 25 guys coming down to golf. 
wants to have a private private event. Can you feed us? Absolutely. So we're having a 25-person private in Bellagio, which will be the very first action in that building since March 16th, 15th, because we closed on that Sunday. Um, remember it well. And uh, so right now, it's hurry up and finish the bathroom construction. Get the door done. You got till Wednesday to get everything out of the building. Get it all spit shined up. And then we have, we're thrilled to have 25 guys coming for a private event. Uh, they got a five-course meal. See, if I know who's coming and what they're having, I can absolutely have zero waste of labor and zero waste of product. So it's a no-brainer. The, the a la carte model doesn't work. The event model does. So we're going to just give them, we can only have up to 10 people at the table. Mm. So we're going to give them each 10, you know, we're going to make three 10 tops, basically. Fill them up. Everybody gets the same thing. But it's a great menu. They're doing, coincidentally, we're having the oysters right down the alley. So they're having oysters and shrimp and clams as their appetizer. A nice Caesar salad. <coughs> Excuse me, some Nani's ravioli and a meatball for a pasta course. And then they're all having tomahawk steaks and, and, and uh, broccolini and smashed garlic potatoes. And then finishing up with a little dessert thing. So, wow. you know, now it's a, a nice check average. It's a nice, I got three employees. I know they're all going to make a nice couple of bucks. Everybody eats, everybody's happy. So we're going to market that um, beginning immediately for the Ellicottville market because I don't care if it's 10. I can do, you know, four, five, six, 10 different parties of 10 as long as the menu's done in advance. Right. You got to come in with your mask on, you sit down. It's not, we're not going to the bar and hanging out. It's not, none of that's happening. But if you want to have a private event, I, I, I obviously I, I would do just one of, Depends on what we have, right? It yeah. depends on what, what the fruit bears, um, but we would customize it. Typically what I'm thinking right now is max would be two events. So one downstairs and one upstairs. And then what about uh, the chalet valet? Yeah, so that was the other thing that we did for Ellicottville as we sit down here and we go, all right, we're in a resort town. Um, and albeit without a lot of resort traffic and tourism traffic right now, let's build something to prepare for when it's stronger, right? Yeah. So uh, growing up here, I'm like, all right, well, we've got second homeowners and we've got a ton. I, I found out a buddy of mine has 40 units in, in, in the Ellicottville market. I thought he had one. Wow. I, I had no idea. He's so invested. So there are the Airbnbs, the VRBOs, the Holiday Valley Rental, um, ERA has got a big rental thing. We actually started this with ERA, um, the local office of ERA to get it going. And everybody's kind of picking it up. So the premise is basically um, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to go buy eggs and bacon and, and orange juice. And I don't certainly don't want to go buy dinner. Well, I happen to sell food for a living. So if I, the, the goal here is to get the um, rental agents and then obviously to the homeowners. So if they sell somebody a home to say, all right, you're coming in on, let's say you're coming in on Friday, typical check-in day by Wednesday, have your order to me. Right. So you go and, and the, the key is, soon as I book, I get a, an email back that says, hey, chaletvaletevl.com. What's this? Click. Oh, cool. And you get your order to me by Wednesday. When you show up on Friday at, let's say, 3 o'clock, it's already in the fridge. It's in. It's done. Your, your eggs, your sausage. We have a, we've collaborated with several different businesses in the area. Um, you know, the breakfast package is from Dom the Butcher and uh, Cupcake Bakery is doing the scones. So they get you know, dozen farm fresh eggs, pound of bacon, uh, some scone, whatever, right? That's yeah. that package. Um, what else do they want? Well, burritos are great in the freezer. So my guy at Bike and Bean Dennis is doing 
a couple, we put some biking bean burritos on there. Uh, you come, you need beer when you're going on vacation. You need beer and wine, so Elegable Brewing and EDL Winery are on there, so you can order their product. Uh, and we'll, we'll expand it. I've had requests for charcoal grills and uh, air conditioning units right now. What we want to evolve to is the concierge, if you will, for all of the resort properties. And the reality is, that's not just Elegantville. That's you know everywhere that you can rent a an Airbnb. Just think Hamburg and, and Angola and you know Angola on the Lake and Sunset Bay and they're all going out there renting these places. If we can stock all those fridges, stock all those freezers before they get there, it sounds like I might be able to put some people back to work. Well, that's great. And so, are you leading the the charge on this? Are you like talking to the other restaurant owners? And I am. To get them? Yeah. I am. Uh, actually, we had our first delivery today. I'm very excited to say. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it was great. It was kind of funny. Uh, you know, so I get through one of, through the VBR owner or VRBO owner that I, that I mentioned. Um, she says, oh, you're going to have, you're going to get a cost to stay for two weeks. Didn't really, the quarantine thing didn't click. And she calls me, she's, hey, she's from Cleveland. And I'm like, Ooh, Cleveland. She's like, well, that's the point I'm here for. My daughter is going to college in upstate New York. So I rented a swanky house in the woods to do my quarantine in. And I found out you'll bring me food. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. So we delivered Julie her first round of food today uh, with a couple of bottles of wine in there. And then, so she's good for the first few days, her and her daughter are holed up on uh, up on Poverty Hill. And uh, we expect to hear from her, you know, again. And, and it was cool because like, we have our menus and stuff on there, but we don't, you know, we're, we're just starting this thing. Like I said, it's the first one. So what else do you want? I said, just text me. You want anything? So she sent me a, a shopping list. I was in the city last night working. I had put together their package of all her stuff. Um, Cause it's, like I said, it's a spinoff of stock the freezer. So she got stock the freezer lasagna and stock the freezer meatballs that are all our stuff. But you know, now we're slacking it for them and putting them in their fridge. Um, and she says, you know, I really need, couple of zucchini what was that it's a couple of zucchini some garlic and a couple of onions i don't know what she's making but she was pretty excited about it so i stopped at tops i grabbed the stuff for her charge her a few bucks to pick it it would cost me five minutes you know what i mean whatever we can do to to make it work and the woman was so thrilled when she got it so you know eventually i'd love to do something with our partners at dashes and we've been talking to them they have a system it's their version of i guess it would be instacart uh, mm -hmm. but it's called rosie uh, and they're basically their entire inventories on there. So we're trying to figure out how to build that into me so they can get their lasagnas and their meatballs and whatever, but they can get their milk or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then just put a percentage on that. Uh, and in theory, Dashes and I would meet every Thursday, let's say, and I have a big walk-in cooler so I can stash everything, do the distribution on Friday before everybody arrives. That's, that's kind of the, well, that's the thought, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's exciting. That's interesting. You know, and I would think that Ellicottville right now would be, if if you're in New York, uh, it's probably not a bad place to go to vacation. Not too right shabby, Tone. I can tell you, that I'm pretty happy. People always ask me why I drive so far to work, and then I go, "Well, come on out, and I'll show you." And I put my buddy in my side by side and drove up to the top of the hill, and I haven't seen anybody on my pro other than my Fourth of July thing. I haven't seen anybody on my property and. Well, about 140 days, which kind of works out pretty good. You know, no, but we're just kind of chilling out in the woods and it's, it, it, it works. That's the area is, is definitely, it was kind of a little bit of conflict with a certain faction of the, of the village and the town are, don't come here. 
and all the homeowners and business are like, come on, you know what I mean? And the chamber of commerce. So, so there was a little disconnect. And, and I think now as, as people are coming back and, uh, you know, people are being respectful of the, the, you know, the, 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 the new rules and regulations with the drinking and the masks and all these different things, it, it, it's starting to level off. People are starting, you, you see more businesses reopening, see more people arriving and kind of just, you know, it's a nice place for a drive too. Frankly, it's an hour away. Um, but yeah. you know, I, like, like we said earlier, man, winter's coming, you know, yeah. and it, if, if it's just indoor now, I do have one of the biggest spaces in the village for indoor dining, but people are not comfortable coming in. Who knows what the real numbers are? I'm guessing 50% of the population isn't even leaving their house. So we're, we're starting out with 50% of the population. We can only have 50% of our square footage utilized. You yeah. see where I'm going, right? It's, it's, just, it's not going to, the numbers aren't going to work. Gonna, no one's sitting on Mohawk street in January. No, because they want to come support Nick. I, you know, no. So let's gonna, let's not well, well, let's talk a little bit about that. The just uh, as the weather changes again, uh, it's been an incredible summer. So it's been perfect for this. It's a great opportunity. But obviously, the weather will change. Um, what what do you expect to see? Will the state still have some kind of a restriction? Oh yeah. How there's, much do you think? There's no way we make it to January 1st without at least what we have now with the 50%. Mm. I, I think. I, I can't imagine. I don't see anything on the horizon uh, that's going to go, ah, we're good. You know, everybody's oh, after the election. It's not changing the reality. Whoever wins, it's, it's certainly going to change the public perception of it, and it's going to change the message that we're getting if it changes but it's not going to change the fact that most people are still scared to death to go out and that there's actually a virus that's out there hurting people. Um, you know, I was watching a, a Dr. Fauci thing this morning with, with the Harvard business review. Um, and he said, you know, when it started, the, the group of people that were getting it, where I, I want to say, he said 65 and up and thus the deaths and the, you're right. And now the, 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 the new spike, if you will, that's kind of happening now in in Florida, Texas, even to a certain degree here, it's, I want to say he said it was 18 to 30 was that group. So the, the, the cases are going up. The deaths are still going down. What does that mean? And he kind of went into the, you know, I have an 83-year-old mother. I, I am petrified that I, I'm out there, man. I'm working. I, who knows? It could happen to any one of us. But I don't want to bring it back to my mother. You know what I'm saying? And sure. that's where the fear becomes, you know, I wear my mask and people are like, wait, relax. And no, man, no, I'm not. I, only because I don't want to hurt my mother. And obviously I have business interests. And, and at some point, someone in our industry is going to get sick if it hasn't already happened and not been public. And, and it's going to, it's going to scare the shit out of everybody again. And everybody's going to go, oh, clearly where the poor, the poor person, whether it's me or anybody else, we have no control over who it's going to, well, I don't want to say no control. If you're doing nothing and if you're not following the guidelines, then, you know, you're on your own at that point. But everybody following the guidelines, it still might happen. And when it does, it's going to be a huge, a huge setback for our entire industry, which is already barely limping. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it with my CPA last night. And, you know, there are, I can't name them, but if you know the market, there, there are like, 
well, let's just call it a handful of restaurants that are that are thriving. And I mean five and six in Western New York as a whole. Um, a whole lot that may never come back, a whole lot that aren't even open, uh, and a whole lot that are just trying to do whatever they can to stay alive and, and kick the can, man. And well, it's a scary, scary thing. Let's let's go a little deeper on that because you know the margins better than anybody, and they're very slim. And <clears throat> no business, no restaurant can survive at fifty percent revenue. Okay. I mean, that that would be so hard. So, um, I guess let's start with the numbers this way: before COVID, how many restaurants in the Buffalo and surrounding area? About do you do you know? Because I could not I know, find I, I, I don't, but I do know that I want to say it was, well, it was last, it was last June because it was my anniversary, but we made a, we made a point that in those six years, 67, I believe, restaurants opened in the six years that I had been open hmm. within a two or three mile radius of me. That's insane. You're yeah, right. I mean, it, we, we definitely all know we were oversaturated with restaurants, um, but they were they were dropping. There was a, you know, again, no names or whatever. But there were several that closed before COVID, mm. uh, and you would see bankruptcy filings and things like that. And then you, and then COVID hits, mass tough sled. You know what I mean? And and you know, and then anybody with any kind of reserves that's closed for any length of time, how many? Re, how much reserves you got? Right. You know, we were talking about. Um, the you know they the the business uh, business loss insurance uh, business you know revenue replacement insurance which we all paid for in which they went oh there's a pandemic clause I, I, what like timeout what, there's a oh but it'd bankrupt the entire industry so the alternative is let's bankrupt the restaurant industry right that's your option because the car companies went bankrupt and the governor saved or the government saved their ass. The banks actually too big to fail, huh? We're still paying for that. Right. Make them pay us. You write me a check for a million, a million, and a, it'd be about a million, two million, three right now. I'm out. Right. Like write me the check and I'm good. Bankrupt your ass, write them a check and get them on whatever you got to do. But insurance, the, the insurance industry should not be, my biggest concern and yeah. it is yeah you know, well, it's, it's it changes everything if they write us those checks if if this if you feel that the state's going to keep it at 50 percent occupancy for at least the foreseeable future maybe no way, way we don't get through there's no way it's not at least spring 2021 i would guess okay. no way if not sooner how many percentage-wise restaurants will fail do you anticipate i've heard i've heard up to 75 percent from some pretty knowledgeable people wow um i I, 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 it's bad karma to talk about that. However, I, I, I guess 50%. I, I, I have no idea. Um, I don't know everybody. I know that every day I wake up going, oh shit, I better come up with something for today. What am I doing for the next three months? What am I doing for the next six months? Chalet Valet is built to get us through the winter. Mm. That, that, now clearly I would like it to be a sustainable business and, and bring it to other markets and things like that. But the point is, is, I, I got my first, I started th four weeks ago. I got my first order today. Two a week, four a week, 10 a week. Now it's something, right? Now it's one person's two day a week part-time job that they're, 
Now winter comes and it's 20, 30, or, you know what I mean? Like I said, she was 200 bucks today. Give me 20 of those a week in 10 different markets. Okay. We can make something go of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, it's, it, those are long-term plays collaborations with our restaurants. That's just to pay the mortgage, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're closed on here. I, I, I closed on that building on March 1st. Wow. You can believe it. So there's two sides to that, right? Like, Oh shit. I closed on that building. I could have walked away. Well, I'm not walking away anyways, but you understand what I'm saying. Sure. Um, but the other side of that is I lowered my expenses substantially. So my mortgage is less than my rent was. Hmm. And I own it. I own that asset. I need It makes my nut smaller to cover, I guess is my point for the month. Cause I just don't want to go backwards. Right. So if I end up doing like we did a pop-up at holiday Valley on 4th of July weekend, it was phenomenal. Like loved partnering with them, went on site, just did Italian sausage, meatballs, had some cool salads, uh, real basic stuff Two employees. Right. So a lot of Gatorade, but it was more than I would have done if I opened the restaurant on that weekend with less people. Those are the kind of things that I have to continue to figure out. Pop-ups at 42 North and East Aurora went great. Alchemy in Hamburg went great. We're actually getting requests for for more locations, things like that. Those pay the rent, man. They pay the mortgage. They're not they're not moving the needle in the bigger picture, but they're absolutely putting people to work. And 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 we can't lose sight of the fact that they all need that. And and you know we haven't even talked about the six hundred dollar federal kicker. I I'm assuming yeah. is the last week of that. Um, what but I know there's a lot of guys out there that can't get people to work. I'm not, you know, I'm not in that situation because we just don't have the demand currently. Uh, and we're, we're scaled back. My salaried guys are working their asses off. Uh, and we're sprinkling in the hourly whenever we can to keep them going. We also don't want to take them over three days of work and $504 either. I, I don't want them to lose that money. You know what I mean? So balancing it out, letting everybody work a shift or two uh, to keep it moving, kick the can. Um, but you know, what happens next week when that's six, everybody's going to want to go back to work. There's no work for them. Do you, do you see the, the restaurant industry changing forever? Um, cause it it, it already has. Yeah. And I I can't imagine it. I mean, you know, let's just say mid 2021, there's a vaccine, right? Yeah. It's going to take a year to get normalcy i mean what we 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 i've been saying this and i haven't done it myself but i'd love to look back to what happened at the old during some of the other pandemics how long did it take for normalcy to return i saw a picture of notre dame stadium packed but everybody had a mask on Mm. and i don't whatever it was the 30s or whatever i don't even remember um how long was it then and no one's talking about that and obviously technology is different but the comfort the psychology of it's not going to change I right. think that's that's the same. I think it's the biggest challenge is getting those people that are scared to death to come out of their house to be comfortable coming back out. And until that happens, you bet your ass our industry has changed. Um, the a la carte model is it's broken. Yeah. You know, it is. It, it, it other than high 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 end, I don't I don't see how it sustains mm-hmm. really. I mean, and then there's talk of you know, leveling the playing field from a wage perspective and, you know, sharing tips with the back. I, I'm up for all that. Um, 
we're reevaluating everything. I think that fast casual food and service levels are going to be different. I was I was in the dining room yesterday, and I was laughing with a customer, with a guest, because there was a pitcher of water on their table, a, a carafe of water on their table. And I was like, you know, for I'm 53-year-old man. I've been in restaurants my entire life. And if I ever saw a server leave a pitcher of water on the table, I would have had an aneurysm. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think you get paid for? Go fill the damn water glass up. You know what I mean? And and now it's no, yeah, here, here you go. You know, to go wrapping wrapping their to go food. I not only do I not want to, I am not allowed to take it out of their line of sight and package it and bring it back to them. You know, it, here's your box. So we're already halfway to fast casual as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Because true. of the restrictions. True, true. The the High-end dining experience. I don't know, man. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you what. See me Friday, because Thursday night I'm gonna take a run at giving these guys a high-end dining experience, uh, and, and and I think it'll work. But it's not an a la carte situation. That's the difference. Yeah. So that That's that makes difference. the model work a little bit better. Hundred percent. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, Nick, but by the way, just uh, you had mentioned the lasagna and it being hot and people not wanting to necessarily buy it. Well, we, we went to stock the freezer three times here at my house and uh, my wife. You were the first delivery of stock the the freezer. And and it was wonderful. And it still is. We have that documented as well. We have that. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, The my wife, loves the lasagna absolutely is loves it the it. bolognese lasagna that she yes likes it. the bolognese and uh you know we're a household of italians and she no. loves that more than mine it's, i love it more tough, than mine <laughs> <laughs> i always tell other people that when because i you know i'm pretty proud of our meatballs and our and our and our italian food and i say look i'm looking for second fast just to the italian people mm, yes right yes yes looking for what do you mean well i remember one time my mother when I was in college, I lived, I lived in a fraternity and we had a kitchen plan, a, a kitchen program. And every semester we ran out of food and out of money because there was a, a 16, seven, or I'm sorry, 18, 19 year old kid running as the kitchen manager, right? We inevitably ran out of food. She would make me a pot of sauce and a hundred meatballs. There were 50 guys in the thing and we'd eat for a week on it. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I was, uh, I, I, whatever, it was fall fast. I was in college can't even imagine the hell I put my mother through. She was pissed off. I had bodies laying everywhere, all hung over, all my fraternity buddies. And she starts yelling at me about, you know, as only Italian mothers can do. Um, and, I, and she's like, I'm not making you sauce. And I was like, fine, Kim makes it better. My sister, who she taught. First, it was a broken hearted look in her eye. And then it was anger. And I didn't get sauce for two years, Tony. Uh. So I know I was I was exiled from my fraternity practically because I didn't bring the damn sauce till I bought bought my sister off. Um, so I know that I'm always looking because mom's is always best. Mm-hmm. So the the ones that we like as Italians are the ones that are most similar to our mothers or our grandmother, whoever that matriarchal, right? Who taught right. you how to make it? I don't know if it was your mom, or your grandma, but my mother. Um, you know, seeing my mother and daughter make our hundred-year-old family recipe Italian sausage. Come on, man. yeah, man, that's what it's about. Right on. But a guest thinks their sausage is the best, right? So we gotta, we gotta go for second best. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 
there are very few restaurants that uh, pass the test for sauce from me and uh, Osteria, man, you pass the test every Thanks, time. Brother. It's Thank a wonderful you. thing. Nick, how, how, uh, how can we, uh, if we want to get to, to stock the freezer, Chalet, Valet, Villaggio, Osteria, what do we got to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go through all of them. So stockthefreezer.com um, is, is the, the main site for, and, and we've got, I think, I think it's five restaurants we have on there now. Um, we're, you know, real quick on that. The challenge we're having is you can't, they, we all do our own fulfillment, right? So what we can't do is order some pierogies, some, some ribs, some meatballs from Marcos, some lasagna from me, and get them all delivered at the same time. And we're working on that. We're working on a marketplace for Stock the Freezer where we would have, you know, some Buffalo favorites, and then we house the product. It's all in the same delivery. So hopefully in the next week or two, you hear about that. But oh, wow. I digress. So the first... First thing is drfreezer.com. Uh, the spinoff for Chalet Ballet is currently only available in Ellicottville, but it will be expanded. And if someone's out to the lake or, or wants to have it, you can go to chaletballetevl.com. So it's C-H-A-L-E-T, V-A-L-E-T, and E-V-L for Ellicottville.com. That'll bring you, and it's really fed off of the Stock the Freezer site. So you'll have the, 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 the non-Stock the Freezer items, then you'll have the stock freezer items. And then there's a note area where you can say, you know, I really, if you can get me some, the lady last night, she wanted two dozen chocolate chip cookies, right? What she doesn't know is I called my mother up and I said, what are you doing? She said, no, I said, make me two dozen cookies. I'll pick them up on the way home. Nice. So the lady got 90 cookies. You didn't even know it. Oh my goodness. She'll know it. So, so that, that, that's the two, um, the frozen model, if you will. Uh, and then Bellagio EVL, uh, two G's, uh, is our Bellagio site. As I said, they're down still, um, but there is activity coming uh, in, in, in the, starting this week. Um, and we're certainly going to be doing private events there as well. We're figuring out how to, how to get that word out. And then OsteriaBuffalo.com is our, is our main, main site. And let's not forget about occasions. Uh, occasions is our, is our catering division. Um, but it's really run through Osteria's site. You get everything you need off of there as well. Um, you know, with the thing, with, with no wedding, I mean, we, we positioned our, from our CEL class, when you enlightened me to my luck um, and, 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 and it changed the course of my life. And I appreciate you for that. Oh, um, we, we refocused and we decided we were going after, as, as you were in the conversation, uh, to go after the catering business in 2019. We made a bunch of great moves. 2019 sucked, by the way, but who would have thought that 2020 could be so much worse? Yeah. Uh, and so we we made a couple moves and we locked up uh, exclusivity for bar service at the Hayloft in East Aurora. We had another couple of great places come online. We went from nine weddings last year, roaring into 2020, roaring into the 20s, the roaring 20s, get it? Got it. Um, we had 34. We did nine last year. We had 34 weddings on the books this year. Wow several hundred thousand dollars in revenue just gone in an in, in an instant really Incredible. so there's no there's no nothing with you know really max max wedding right now is 50 people graduation party any other it's 50 people so that changes everything we you know we were we were running at 150 200 for 150 200 person wedding is really the norm for that location and most of what we were doing I mean, it's 75% of the revenues gone. It, for the rebooks, 
we still have a shot, but for the most part, that's gone, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. Did I miss it? And obviously Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff as well. Excellent. Nick. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure uh, my wife and I will be outdoor seating at Osteria sometime in the near future. It, and um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks again. I got, I got to give one plug to uh, where we just, we just met with Aaron McGee uh, and we're doing a uh, open house for CEL. Mm. And we're sending pasta kits to everybody's house. And we're doing an interactive cooking the pasta with everything. And the other thing is you remember Danny from, uh, from my CEL class, uh, Danielle Mihar, um, Danny Fit. We're doing a collaboration. We're actually doing a spin class called the Ravioli, the Ravioli Ride. So two CEL grads coordinate, collaborating. This, the, the Ravioli Ride will be coming to a, a spin bike near you soon. And, and what do you have to eat a lot of ravioli before yeah, you, you got, go Yeah, we figure you gotta you gotta get a little you gotta get a little something out of the deal. So she <laughs> the poor kids out there trying to run her gym with no we can't have people inside. So yeah. she's doing outside spin classes and I'm like, my eighty three year old mother will kick ass in spin class. We gotta <laughs> bring her. I'm serious, she's in spin class like four or five days a week. It's insane. What now she can't because it's inside, but you know what I'm saying. Um so the plan is we're going to have the spin class and then you're going to get a package of Nani raviolis to take home for dinner to splurge because you burned all the calories off and Nani will be there and we're working on the demo thing. I just don't want to expose her to anybody, but uh, you know, from a safety standpoint, but she'll probably do some kind of, this is how you make the ravioli thing and have some fun. Nick, you never disappoint. Thanks again. My man. Thanks Tony. Take care. All right, buddy. All right, bud.